Check one, two. All right, here we go. Previously on the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. There's no lighter fluid taste. Everybody raved about my hot dogs, hamburgers, uh, brats. I don't know what's so funny. Everybody raved not about Not brisket, them. not pork butt. No, I'm not going it's down fun. that road. Come on, man. Uh, why, why? I'll go to City Barbecue and buy a good no, one. No, that's just not how it's done. Uh, I'm not putting eight hours into it. You I put two hours into my it. My friend, he's commit. You're not committed. No, I'm, no, I'm not committed to My friend was no, up. He I put have- the brisket on at midnight. He got out of bed yeah. at 2 a.m. to check the temperature. I got no interest in he's doing that. in bed reading his phone, the internal temperature of the yeah. meat. I got You're no, not committed. I'm we no, need to have Tom Ryan on the show. I have again. no interest and in And have a conversation committed. about the chasm between belief and bed. commitment. To check the temperature? Yeah, he got out of bed to check the temperature. And, and he has an app on his phone to check the internal temperature of the meat. I was laughing at hot dogs, brats, Why? and hamburgers. Because... I thought maybe, you know, special July 4th, maybe you're going steak. Maybe you're going no. high Too many end. people over. Too much money. Since we're soon going to be living in Flavortown, you know, yeah. I thought maybe you might have Guy Fieri over to do Guy. your... Uh, <laughs> first of all, I didn't get to eat any. You didn't? No, I had one hamburger, because the one that dropped on a driveway, because I had to feed guests. And feed so when, minions, you, when you host, feed, you got to feed everybody. The vultures and the minions, yeah, yes. Yeah, I had guest vultures. Vultures upon vultures. Well- <laughs> Welcome to a July 8th. I didn't get any food. We tackle life. The cook never gets any food. No. No. That's it. Never got a dinner. Spiels. Always got a host party. The old red buttons line at the roast. Never got a dinner. Chris Spielman. No. Nope. Made hamburgers, brats, <laughs> hot dogs. Never Everybody go ahead. Everybody else eat. I'm fine. I'm glad we don't have sports today, Spiels. We'd be here for three hours. We don't have sports and we got a full boat of stuff. Man, oh man. Uh, what a day it is. Um, good news, bad news, social <laughs> issues intersecting with life and sports. Uh, we start with the completion of an apparent trade that I was unaware of at the time that Justice Suing transferred from Cal to Ohio State in basketball. But Michael Drake is the player to be named later in that trade. Is Michael Drake yeah. is now from retirement to the presidency of the Cal University system. I think there are 28 schools out there. You see Irvine, you see L.A., also, yeah, UCLA, uh, Cal Berkeley, where all yeah. your friends live in trees. Yeah, go, go, go Bears. I'm big 28 Cal. campuses he's going to watch over. Uh, well, I think, uh, you know, good for him. Uh, you, we, we look at presidents of universities, and one thing that I've been aware of over the years is that we talk about how transient coaches are in yeah. the coaching profession. Yeah. The administration profession Within our university and college system throughout the country, those guys are just as transient and move from place to place to place. So, congratulations. I hope he enjoys it. And why not, man? Go for it. It must not be that physically taxing of a job. I don't know. Now that Michael Drake is back at it and Gordon Gee is still at it. Why didn't Ohio State just go get Gordon Gee for round three? I, That'd have been I fine would. with me. I think everybody would be fine Everybody with would be fine with that. Other than I'm sure this uh, this woman that they've hired from New York is going to be excellent, mm-hmm. but we already know Gordon Gee's excellent. Yeah. Well, and he's I, still getting her done at West Virginia. Yeah, it's a, it's a leadership role, and if you ever I, – I hope people have had the pleasure of talking to Dr. Gee. Oh. Uh, you know, obviously, I just think when he is a pitcher of optimism, he's he's a sure voice is. for the university. 
He's an uh, advocate, that man. I think he is excellent and wonderful at fundraising, which is a, has to be a, a primary role as a president of the yep. university. And I like his leadership style. I've talked to many people around him, and there's not many people that don't like him. And I think um, when you do have a conversation with him, there's people that in this world and in, in my life that I've had conversations with where I felt like I was talking to a door and they were seeing right past me. Mm-hmm and heard nothing that I said, then there's people in this world, when you sit down and you talk to them, uh, you feel like this guy has known you your whole life. And that's what Dr. Gordon Gee makes me feel like when I've had conversations with him. And so I'm all about round three with him. Absolutely. Maybe maybe he'll still be at it when this uh, lady (laughs) moves on. Who knows? Uh, Carmen's crew, the former Buckeye team in the basketball tournament, popularly known as TBT, takes the court today as the number one seed. Four o'clock, it's going to be on ESPN. If you, like me, can never get enough of watching William Buford, Aaron Kraft, uh, John Diebler, David Lighty, Dallas Lauderdale, Lenzel Smith. They'll all be in action yeah. today, coached by Evan Turner and Jared Sullinger. And your guy, the lefty launcher, Deshaun, Deshaun Thomas, <laughs> yes. will be out there. I do. Remember we Over were... under on shots for Deshaun <laughs> Thomas That's today. A, you know what, man? He's a chucker. Uh, <laughs> I... But the the thing I loved about that, I remember why we brought this up because I was thinking about sometimes with uh, kids or girls or whatever, uh, if they miss a few shots, they get a little timid, Don't right? Think. And I said, I remember on our was it on a radio show or was this podcast that I asked you? I said, what was the left? Well, hand? you asked me here. What was the guy's name? And I couldn't think of it. <laughs> but now that I think back, when he was playing, I just remember getting him get him getting the ball along the baseline. And that ball got in his hands, it was going Let's up, man. Put it this man. way. The basketball could have been <laughs> 600 degrees, and Deshaun <laughs> Thomas never would have had a burn on his hands. <laughs> but I I enjoy that quality in somebody. I do. Yeah. And uh, that's that's great. Uh, I, apparently, the level three emergency doesn't apply to the basketball yeah. program. It does so. to Muirfield Village. No fans at Muirfield Village, which once Dublin came out with its mask ban, I mm. thought... That's over. They can't allow fans at Muirfield if they're that scared of everything. Because, look, I mean, you could not possibly police even a minimal gallery of 8,000 people at Muirfield. Because in the hot of the July, am I wrong that most people, as soon as they got in there and are walking around, would pull that mask off? No. Pull it down at least around their neck? Yeah, or, or pull it. To just to their mouth and leave their nose uncovered. Yeah, and then people would say, well, you make me wear one, but those rich people out of Muirfield, yeah. they don't, you know, and you know where that was going. So they have to, they had to cancel that. And they're playing this week. The Workday Invitational yeah. gets underway tomorrow. So no fans at the Memorial. Uh, the Cleveland Indians' uh, new nickname contest goes on. There's a new contender. I saw it today. I don't know if it's a contender, but I kind of like it. The Buzzards. It's kind of minor league. Uh, literally. Well, it's minor league. If it fits? No, that's not true. Or, and speaking because of, of the buzzards returning to Hinkley. I like the buzzards. All right. I'll, Nobody else I mean, would be the buzzards. They'd be the only one of the buzzards. People don't know this unless you're from Northeast Ohio, but uh, there was a radio station up in Cleveland, formerly known as the Buzzard. The Buzzard. The, the like 101. A big, a big rock station. Yeah. Wasn't it? 101. There you go, there man. You go. Northeast you Ohio. Get, you get your t shirt from Daffy Dan's when yeah. you were up there. <laughs> No, I in speaking of reincarnating or the Lazarus of managers, let's bring back Eric Wedge to lead let's us. Let's bring back Eric Wedge, the smartest man in the room. That's right. Provided hey. the room's a phone. 
That's one of the all-time great snark things you've done was you. I showed up at work one day at the fan, and sitting right in my workspace is a baseball card from Eric Wedge's playing days, which you must have really you go to a card <laughs> shop to get that because he had like he didn't he didn't have a cup of coffee in the majors. He had a sip of coffee. Yeah. But, but he I did have you, a card. He led our it. he led our Indians. Yes, he did. Right down the tubes. Charlie from three one, from a three one lead over the Red Sox to Omar. Yeah. Well, uh, no, not Omar. Boop not Powell. Charlie Spikes. Not Boop. That's right. Frank Boop Robinson Powell was an Indian. I forgot that. Yes, he was. He played oh, first base. Buddy, Buddy Bell. Bell. Yeah, Buddy Bell. Dwayne Kuyper. Look at you. The These are my tri- guys. The tribe I'm, of your youth I, I when they had you. the all red uniforms. I'm a tribe fan. There you go. Absolutely. Yeah, what about right. the Cleveland tribe? Can we use tribe? Or no. Even? Come on. No, seriously. You can't use tribe. No, are you serious, though? Well, I'm absolutely serious. You can't use tribe. That's appro- appropriating Indian culture. All right. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I need. So do not put Spiels in charge of the new nickname. <clears throat> well, for, first of all, I, I mean, I. It, we're we're all going to operate under these rules, and I've come to the conclusion in my life: if these are the rules to operate under, and they want me to operate under them, I'll do it as long as it doesn't involve blasphemy or me denouncing my faith. Um, uh, the biggest example I had was that uh, there were complaints on me for using the term "female, female. official" yeah. instead of a "woman, woman. official." Mm. So uh, I was roundly chastised by the woke culture mm-hmm. for using the term female. Did you show official. them the Bible verse? God made them male and female. No, I did, I did not. I, I, you know, I, uh, I responded, which was a mistake. Yeah, because then, don't respond. Don't apologize and don't respond. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, you're wearing the hat of a team that at some point will soon be in the crosshairs of the cancel culture nickname crowd, the Vikings. I saw your list of yeah. on Twitter. And of, it was not a comprehensive list either. There were other teams people noted that soon, unless, although I don't think that uh, people will become, well, you never know, triggered enough to demand the change of the name Cowboys, but that is possibly appropriating a bit of culture. Sexist. Warriors. I don't understand how. Yeah, you know, Braves have been accused of being uh, Braves uh, warriors. Uh, you know, unacceptable. If, if Braves is unacceptable, Warriors is certainly unacceptable. Mm-hmm. I forget the other names. I just went through the three leagues and looked, and you know, yeah. we saw this years and years ago. The Baltimore Bullets were changed to the Washington Wizard. Wizards. Yeah. Yes. So, but I think your Vikings. Why, why would Vikings be? Well, it's because it's a, it's a they were, subset of people, Vikings, yeah. Okay. Like Vikings are like Indians with boats. All right. Well, then I guess uh, maybe maybe it will be. I don't know. I mean, I just I, I don't know anymore. I really don't. Yeah, look and, at all those crazy people in Minnesota dressing like a Viking. Yeah. Uh, the uh, I think uh, the other thing <clears throat> which would be of concern would be animal rights activists. You have to That's maybe, right. Oh, there are a lot. We're going to run out of names I if we can't I go just, animals. Because I, I was looking at the list and I thought, the only safe name is an animal name. Well, I don't know because, you know, there's PETA might be upset. I'm, be, I'm dead serious. I'm not even, I'm not being snarky no. here or sarcastic or smart ass. I'm, I'm, I'm smart pants. I'm not. I'm dead ser- I don't know. I'm dead serious where I said, I don't. How can you? No. How can you possibly know? And so I was having this conversation with my my wife the other day, and I wonder if you and Sherry had this conversation because I think it's one worth having. And with two guys that are married and two guys that are are fathers, and she was concerned, and I am a little bit, but and you are that you know what kind of 
world are our children going to grow up in? Mm -hmm. uh, and is it going to be one of, I said, carrot, my argument was the thing that I'm most nervous about, and all my kids go to church, I believe, I don't know their heart of hearts, but I think I know their heart. I believe they have a true uh, faith in God and Christ, and I don't, they're not ashamed of it. But uh, I know that some of them wear T-shirts, and I want to know if those T-shirts would be banned for if they proclaim their faith publicly. Yeah, I wouldn't. Ex I wouldn't expect that I, to I go kind of un unaddressed. I've kind of. I kind of. Yeah, that would be that's, considered hate speech. I, I I think that is coming down the pipeline. I don't have any proof. I just have a gut internal feeling that the next thing to come under attack even more so. Uh, What's the be, next thing? I mean, every time there are, and I use this term loosely, but uh, you know, I mean it literally. Gains from the people who want to infringe upon what have been traditional American values and rights or, you know, ways of life. And I certainly buy that don't mean that in any way, shape or form, I would endorse horrible things like, you know, slavery or prejudice, racial prejudice or discrimination or anything like that. But, mm -hmm. you know, like for instance, let's take the issue of gay marriage. You know, we got to the point where Barack Obama, when he first ran for president, did not publicly have a position of supporting gay marriage. And then he came to the point where he did support Changed it. His mind. He supported it all the way along, but he just didn't want so to say. Same with Hillary Clinton. Same with Hillary Clinton. So anyway, that's a, that's a, in the, in the cause of gay rights, that's a gain. Okay. Sure it is. But they keep pushing the envelope to where, you know, now, uh, <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine what my parents would have thought if I had told them, that there will come a day in America where the case will be made by many people and many people have ardent support that if you're a born a man and you wake up in the morning and decide that that day you want to be a woman that and you're 12 years old, that if you're in the fifth grade, you can then use mm -hmm. the, the, the girl's bathroom. That my daughters would have to worry about a genetic a genetic male right. being an, so so the game the, the line keeps moving and moving and moving so your question are we going to get to the point where if you can't wear a t-shirt saying you know just with the cross i am, on I am the way the truth and the life right. no one comes to the father except through me that'll be considered hate speech yeah there's no i think there's absolutely that's coming and i don't think it's far away i don't I think don't, we'll have to wait till you and i are in the ground to say no that. i i think it's within i would it's it, within a year two years Depends. I think that's the next. That's the next target. Brother. I think a lot of it depends on the election. To be quite honest with you. Well, one good thing about the election, in my opinion, is that if President uh, Trump loses and uh, Joe Biden becomes the first dead person ever elected president in the history of the United States, uh, that uh, the coronavirus will vanish overnight. It will completely vanish. It will not be an issue anymore. So I think one of the most um should I say that out loud? No, it's it's fine because it is fine because it's the truth. You I, all know it. I think, from my perspective, what saddens me more than anything is how political a virus and an epidemic has become. Yeah, and I don't want to lay it all on the Democrats because our uh, governor Mike Dewine. And listen, this is me talking. This is not Chris Spielman talking. I didn't run this by Spiels. In right. my opinion, Mike Dewine has been a giant disappointment defending the constitutional rights and evaluating 
uh, down the middle the data on the coronavirus. There is no measure of the data that uh, authenticates his histrionic reactions, reinstituting mask bans, and using the word yesterday that this these stats should inspire fear. And he issues like a red alert for like six counties in Ohio. And in those six counties, you know how many hospitalizations there were no. over the weekend? 15. Mm-hmm. You know how many deaths there were? Zero. Yet they're all red. So I got to go to Cleveland today. And I, I want to stop. Well, at, Franklin Counties are red. I want to stop at Kroger in Dublin, so I got to wear a mask in there. And then I'm going to Cuyahoga County, and I got to wear a mask there. And I'm because the other day I was kind of half serious when I said I may object to this on religious grounds. When the governor of the state of Ohio, Mike DeWine, a professed Christian, a devout, by all accounts, Catholic, pro-life Republican, says that this. These numbers and these circumstances around the coronavirus should inspire fear. He puts me on the doorstep of saying, no, mm-hmm. it does not inspire fear because, as we have stated on this podcast many times, 2 Timothy 1.7, God does not give us a spirit of fear. So if Mike DeWine says, well, wearing a mask means you're fearful, then I got to say, wait a second, am I making a statement about my my uh, assessment of whether God can deliver me from this situation or God will protect me because I don't want to endorse that mindset. I want to try to live at peace and I don't want to be divisive and all that. But when the governor of the state of Ohio says, Hey, you got to wear a mask because you should, your fear, this is something to fear. I'm not fearing it for you, Mike DeWine or anybody mm-hmm. else. I, uh, my whole belief system, I wrote a sign and actually put it on Instagram and I think I sent it to you about how to handle this disease mentally for people. And it, it has to do with fear because I think a lot of his leadership style he's used has been fearful yeah. to make everybody fear. Now, there's a big difference. And for me, give me one second here mm-hmm. because I want to read it because it's it's a, it's kind of a cobulation. Cobulation? Is that Cump. right? compilation of thoughts that I had on this whole thing. Um, wait a second. Well, I'm while you're ahead. on that, yeah. I saw I, I yesterday. Just, it just is, it's important because I Yeah, I know. I'll I, get I to wrote, it. I wanted to, yeah. uh, while you're on that, uh, let me say, first of all, thanks to our friends at auiinfo.com, yeah, good, get that. the place where you go to get answers about small business questions and people who can answer and research and find out the best deal for you and your employees on health insurance. AUI Info, a health insurance brokerage for businesses and individuals too, but also they can answer your HR questions because they have an HR specialist, Julie, and small businesses, I can't even imagine the challenges that you have where the requirements Mm -hmm. change, not even daily, hourly, and you have to continually know and take time away from your ordering, your payroll, your this, your that. Get people who are specialists who will do the work for you, and the compensation they receive comes from the companies then that they place you with. AUIinfo.com, AUIinfo.com. For me, how I handled this and how I tried to lead my family is this, is that with this disease, there's always, you always have to respect disease. If anybody respects any disease in this world, it's me. I understand uh, 
what disease can do. Mm-hmm. I really do. And I and I understand how disease can control you mentally. So there's always got to be a healthy respect. I have a very healthy respect for COVID-19. I understand it. I read. I educate myself. I look at all the data. And it certainly is uh, deserving of our respect mm-hmm. and to take precautions and to be aware. Now, what I don't like is that you uh, lead through inspiring his words, fear. Mm -hmm. And if I were to talk to Governor DeWine, I would say, Governor, I'd appreciate what you're trying to do. I understand you're in a very difficult position, but my thoughts on fear actually came up with a fear definition, sort of. Fear, we all have it at one time or another, but remember, fear is a liar. Don't let fear control you. Take action, fight back, pray, and trust God. Don't let fear win. We win. And I just think I understand that he wants, I think his intentions are good. I just think you don't lead by uh, fearing. It's kind of like being... A parent, you can get some respect through fear alone by de- uh, demanding um, and scaring people into submission. But I think I am inspired if Governor DeWine if were ever to ask my opinion, I would get up there and say, yes, we've had a rise in cases. We've had a rise in tests. I get it. Uh, there's one doctors that are very concerned at this, but there's other doctors that are saying that this is – a good thing because we're closer to herd immunity. As as the governor of this state, I'm asking you please to take precautions. And if it requires wearing a mask, then I'm asking you to wear a mask. I'm asking you to do that if we can, uh, if this doctors think this is beneficial. But the one thing I don't say when I get up to speak in front of everybody is this should inspire fear. You know, I no. think it should in- inspire respect what we're dealing with, but don't live in fear and don't respond in fear. Respond with respect for the opponent or the disease that you're fighting. I did not have uh, or have a fear of cancer, but I certainly respected cancer and what it was capable of. Of doing does that make sense? Makes total sense to it's me. It's a big difference, is it not? It absolutely is. Yes. Um, I mean, you know, you don't lead with fear. You're talking about leadership, okay? Yeah, I am. I think it is. I think we're failing leadership on many levels, and the president has failed us on leadership. He was too quiet, too long on this. I think he should stress every day the good jobs numbers, and he should do his. He should do his coronavirus. Look, if the media is not going to give you the good coronavirus news, the president has to come out and has to give it. He has to take advantage of the platform. That's some errors in leadership that I see. Another, it's not so much an error in leadership as it is either. There's just nothing to do in this job so you do stupid things or worthless things. I do not understand the money, time, anything spent on a silly rah-rah thing like the Twitter campaign that the lieutenant governor came out with yesterday, encouraging high school athletes to tweet the hashtag, I want a season. 
look, my daughter's a high school athlete, and, you know, aside from anything spiritual or, you know, altruistic, she wants nothing more than to play a soccer season. Mm-hmm. But kids tweeting, I want a season. What are we trying to do? Isn't going to do diddly squat. What are we trying to accomplish? Yeah. I mean, like, why do we even waste the t- it, it? It just trivializes. And on one hand, you got the governor telling me, oh, this is something to fear. Take this serious. You guys wear a mask. And on the other hand, we have like, you know, and and, and I'm sure John Husted, I'm positive John Husted's a good man. And I'm sure he might have got handed a bag of crap. And hey, you go talk about, I want a season. But just like, Spend your time on things that matter. That's just my view of the whole I want season Twitter campaign. Silly, silly, silly. John John Husted is a very good man. And John, like I said, all these politicians are in difficult positions. And, you know, I don't envy the positions that they're in. But, you, you know, you can't have mixed messages. So you're having athletes tweet out, I want a season. Are we trying to guilt Everybody, I, I want a season. Everybody wants a season. Who, who why, doesn't want a season? Why do we need to tweet that out? Why don't we, um, you have the governor, in using his words, inspiring fear. Then you have the lieutenant governor saying, I want a season. Yeah. Well, of course, John, we all. We all want a season. So have a season. So have it, yeah. <laughs> well, let's I mean, press on and have a season. Eventually, and, you know, eventually, the virus is going to get somebody we all know. It's just a virus. That's just life. That's just the way it is. And it's, how, it's your response to it once you get it. But eventually, we have to play through. You have to play through. Yep. You, can't, you, you can't operate out of a position of fear and cowardice and cowering your whole life. I, I don't understand that mindset. I'm trying to respect everybody's feelings, and I, my my emotions are not your emotions. Uh, my concerns aren't your concerns. I have different concerns than, than you do. Yeah. Uh, we all have elderly people in our life that I, we do everything in the possible to protect them and to shield them. There's, there's people in my family that... Um, are concerned because they might be a little bit overweight or they might be diabetic, do everything possible to protect them. But other than that, I, 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 I just have a hard time and I'm trying to be respectful and I'm trying to follow the rules, but I just have a, such a difficult time of living submissive to COVID. Yeah, I do too. I think I, I thought we get to the point where everybody's tired of it and I don't know if it's, 100% election-related or whatever. Yeah, I know. Inspiring fear is just crazy. That's a crazy thing to say. For a leader of the state of Ohio to say that is crazy. Um, let's uh, remind people that Hemisphere Coffee Roasters, the sign behind me, tells you where you can order. HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com, the official coffee of the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. They do great work around the world, buying direct from growers in Ethiopia, in Indonesia, in Thailand, and soon coffee from Ecuador. And my buddy Dion, so... Get your Hemisphere Coffee Roasters coffee orders in at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Spiels has it every morning. Hunter's Blend now? You going with I had House today. House Blend today. Nicaragua was pretty good. Nicaragua's good. The Jamaican be, crazy I, I, is good. I, 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 too much caffeine? No, no, no. There's never too much caffeine. It's just uh, I got to be in the mood for it. Usually when I'm working out, I'll go with that one. 
So I'm the I, rare I, guy that works out drinker. by drinking out coffee. I don't so know. So the why. taste of coffee is as varied as the taste of soda pop? Um yeah. Oh, it just there's a little subtle yeah. taste. There's it's like there's a general overall taste, but there's little subtleties. Jamaican me crazy. I like it. I just don't like it all the time. Yeah. But I like it because it's got it's a little bit more of a flavor. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, that's true. It is. It right. has a little bit more of a flavor to it, and I'm kind of that pure. You want the coffee? You want the straight coffee stuff. taste? Yeah. Which is interesting. My first cup of coffee, I swore I'd never have another one again. I wonder if other people are like that. That one, that one you didn't, that was one promise to yourself you didn't yeah. keep. Uh, light, medium, or dark roast, and they'll roast it to your specs. So order at hemispherecoffeeroasters.com and use the promo code WE TACKLE LIFE in all caps to get a 15% discount. Get your emails in because Friday we'll give away $1,000 in COVID 19 relief. We continue on our journey, probably nearing the halfway point of the $40,000 giveaway, which you funded with the sale of much of your, uh, yeah. um, you know, very precious memorabilia, Big Ten and, championship rings, jerseys, helmets, and other things. And some other income that I receive in mm-hmm. one deal is with Volunteer Energy, which has been a great partner of mine. So if you've got energy needs, check out Volunteer. They've been a great partner. So, I mean, the the auction items and uh, other income that Your I, Lions that, preseason income, you told... People That's on gone. The air. You told by people, the way, <laughs> well, you told people on the air that you were donating that yeah. to COVID nineteen or things. Yeah. So I mean, uh, it's a combination of a lot of. I I my tax return is very challenging. Yeah, your guy will <laughs> earn his money this year. I have a lot of different sources, or try to and different. And next year you'll have another source. SpielmanCBD.com. Yes, I hope so. I applied mine on my neck this morning because I noticed worked, my neck was getting uh, sore. Well, it's not an instant cure, but it definitely, definitely it helped me. It takes the edge off. That's yeah. all. Because I had it on my neck last night, too, because I have one of our TVs. I don't like how it's angled, so my neck's always up. And so it's like I'm in the first row of a movie theater. And I said, well, good thing I have my Spielman CBD roll on here yes. because I'll apply it to the neck and it works. So anyway, yeah, check so. it out. Actually, it's, it's pretty good. And... Uh, it's, uh, We've got to get a discount really, code for people ordering on the podcast, SpielmanCBD.com. I'll, I'll, I'll try to work that out. Okay. Or you, you, I know the you, people. Yeah, can, you do I that. I can try to work that you out. You do that. All right, very good. <laughs> well, I'm trying to give you something You know to who do. doesn't need the discount? Who? Pat Mahomes. How about that? Woo! Ten-year extension on his contract, $503 million. But careful, it's not all guaranteed, but that's a lot of money, uh, no matter how much of it is guaranteed. Um, I saw some crazy stat that he makes like $1,000 a minute or something like that. Um, he's got two years to go on his deal, and he signed a 10-year yeah, well, you, extension. Yeah, what, 26-year-old quarterback that's won a Super entering, Bowl? Entering his third year as a starter league MVP and a Super Bowl champ. Why wouldn't you do that? Is Andy Reid going to coach 12 more years? I don't know. But why wouldn't you do that if you're – the Chiefs. I, I, I got no problem with it. I mean, whatever. Whatever you need to do. I mean, he's proven himself remember, to be very adept. Remember how Rick, two years ago, took all kind of grief for giving... Uh, Kirk Cousins, Kirk the Cousins 80, 80 some million or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, how about giving him 450 400, million? Yeah, what is that? What's the guarantee? I think the guarantee was 450 or something. Yeah, he gets like 1.2 million if he's league MVP and one point, you know, depending on how many wins they get and stuff like that. I don't know what he, what kind of incentives he didn't hit with the year he had the last two years. So uh, he's pretty well, impressive. He's a quarterback friendly deal. Right? Yeah, I mean, I'm he, a team friendly deal. I'm saying he trumps Mike Trout's previously biggest contract term, twelve year, four hundred twenty six million. But all of Trout's is guaranteed. 
You're a baseball guy, right? Eh, not really well, like I used to be. I mean, more than you are, you know that uh, so is that soundboard more than you are. Patrick Mahomes' father was a Correct. professional, but you knew that. Maybe. I didn't know Of that. course you did, because you're dialed in. Well, I'll try. I just read a, an occasional Patrick Mahomes story. I don't think I need to be too dialed in to know that. Okay. But Mahomes was a pitcher. He's obviously got a great arm. They think his baseball pitching helps him with arm angles and stuff like that, throwing well, a football. He throws it at every angle and sure he does. doesn't have that one of the new qualities that's really jumped up my board as far as evaluation of quarterbacks is that the great ones like Russell Wilson or Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers um even Matthew Stafford who they can throw the ball without being in sync they just have that whip yep. or whatever it is yep. and with just as much velocity and uh, accuracy as they can if their whole body's in sync to the target. Yeah, it's just beautiful to watch for me. But I'm, you know, I'm a football freak, and I look at all the cool things that people can do. You know, that's the most amazing thing to me in in hindsight. And I don't know if you ever re- reflect on your life, right? And yeah, you occasionally, do. yeah, <laughs> like every twenty four hours, <laughs> every twenty four minutes. <laughs> so I'm like, I'll be. Doing a game, and we'll go to a commercial break, and there'll be a great play, or there'll be just this brutal, vicious hit that is just like any other football mm-hmm. fan. That was you know awesome, all that. Long the dude's all right, whatever. And I sat there, and I just uh, have some pictures up in my uh, weight room at home, and I look at these pictures, and I sit say to myself, how did I do that job? For 11 years. Hmm. How, I mean, how did I last? Yeah. You know, then I get frustrated because, you know, there's arthritis and you you, you know what my hands look mm-hmm. like and you know that some of the health issues, physical health issues that I've dealt with. And I, I inevitably ask myself every time I have one of these reflecting moments, I inevitably ask myself that question and a lot of, would I do it again? And without hesitation, it's absolute yes. Yeah. That's I would great. do it again. It's a great piece and, to have. And, and and it's not because of money that I made or because we weren't making, obviously, and I'm not complaining about this. It's just no. facts. We weren't making this um, money that the guys are making today. And I was well uh, compensated at the time. Um, But that's not the reason. The, the, the reason why I did it because I had a goal as a young child and whenever I can remember, I wanted to be a professional football player. I just, and I thought that, <laughs> I think it's the craziest thing because how many other millions of kids want to be a professional athlete when they grow up, right? And for whatever reason, God allowed that goal or dream for me to come true. And I thought to myself, if I were to sit there and say, no, I would never do this again, then I would be saying, God gave me such a great opportunity and a blessing in, a, in what football has led in my life. And I really believe, and we touched on this in the book that you and yeah, I wrote. just what I was thinking. We touched on this, that football, God used football as an avenue for my life experience to help in any way, big or small, other people to fight whatever they're fighting, whether it be cancer or whether it be whatever it is. Yeah. And it's it's just been such a football has been such a blessing in my life. 
and yeah. the opportunities that it provided. In fact, without football, and I mean this all sincerely, I wouldn't be able to afford to drive out here to the hinterlands where masks aren't required. No, they're not. <laughs> that, t- three days a week to do a podcast with a friend of mine. I wouldn't be able to do that. I got to check upstairs to cash, and as soon as I cash that, you'll have some gas money. You, not you, a lot, but you'll have some gas money. You can keep it. No, I'm not yeah, keeping it. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. That's not our arrangement. It's. Uh, I had fine. such a good transition. Oh, I know what the transition was. I was going to say, when you were talking about the book, this is the book. That's why I'm here with Chris and Stephanie Spielman's story. And uh, I have been engaged in efforts to get that made into a major motion picture, and we've had a lot of conversations with uh, a lot of different people, a lot of big-name people, names you'd recognize. I'm not going to drop names. I'll drop one, Disney. Disney said no eventually on the third meeting to doing the Chris and Stephanie Spielman story. And do you know why Disney said no? Uh, is it have to do with the current mindset of? No. Okay. No. Disney said no because tragically Stephanie passes away. And they didn't feel like anybody would want to watch a movie where they didn't see the Brian main Saul. character passed away. And I said, aren't these the people who did, I don't know, Bambi, Old Yeller, remember the Titans, you know? But instead, Disney about, will soon give us... We are Marshall. Yeah. The Colin Kaepernick story with Jamel Hill behind it. So no... No, no dinner for Spiels, no, no movie for Spiels, no. but Colin Kaepernick put upon persecuted gets the big Nike contract and the big Disney That's contract. Fine. So congratulations, congratulations to you, Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> well done. Speaking of Disney, yes, ESPN, an end of an era. There will be no more mics on what used to be the well. There will be these kinds of mics, microphones, mm-hmm. but then there will not be any mics on what was. Mike and Mike, and then became they had a great run for a while. Was it ever Mike and Mike and Mike with Little Golick? I don't uh, know. But at any rate, uh, Mike Golick uh, will no longer be on ESPN Radio. He's retiring. Um, he and Mike Greenberg did Mike and Mike starting in 1998. They had a great run. Great run. Little known fact: uh, ESPN requires its affiliates to take Mike and Mike in the morning. Mm-hmm. So some of their lauded like numbers of affiliates was artificially inflated because if you wanted to be an ESPN affiliate, you didn't have an option not to take that show. You had to take that show. And that is still what they insist upon. Uh, it's, it went to Golick and Wingo. Trey Wingo found out what you and I found out after he said, morning radio sounds great. We'll be done by nine o'clock in the morning. Let's go. And then you're like, Whoa, getting up this early every day is not easy. That's why I marvel at Mike Golick being able to get up. Probably getting up at 3, 3.30 in the morning since 1998. It's a, just a different way to live. Your body's yeah. not meant to live that way. You're not meant to be in bed at 8 o'clock at night and up at the dark and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's how I've been living the last... So the new show, the new morning show, now that Golick, now that Wingo didn't mm-hmm. land and Mike, little Mikey Golick uh, is going to have his show in the afternoon... The new morning show on ESPN Radio will be Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, member of the former Duke yeah, guard. Nice, nice guy. And Zubin Mahente. Very nice guy. So Zubin Mahente, none of these three guys, so Keyshawn Johnson's been doing radio in L.A. and been doing it very well by all accounts. But I don't know whether this will be um, 
well-received or not because there's just a, a normal human tendency. People generally don't embrace change. And this show is going to sound a whole lot different. Mike and Mike was always a safe haven. It was always a celebration of sports, a celebration of the league. They never got into politics. They never got into anything controversial. Mm-hmm. That's the label Mike Greenberg has. And by the way, Greeny's coming back to have his own show from noon to two. He's still going to do Get Up, I believe. I guess he's still yeah. going to do Get Up. Like, he's getting paid $6.5 million a year. It's like, how much do you need, man? Like, how many different shows do you need? I don't Whatever. Strike while the iron's hot. He's like or... Tim May. He never wants to stop working. You know? Yeah. Well, and I, I, I get that. I think that... Um, Dude, you hey, when I can shut her down, <laughs> moving to like Billings, Montana, and mm-hmm. the only thing I'm gonna worry about is a grizzly bear. I get it. That, but I, that's I, just I, me. You know, look, my dad. I don't, I don't know how your dad was, but in my uh, my Carrie's dad, my wife's dad. Now, this they're they worked until. Oh, my dad! My dad worked. worked my dad worked till he he passed away. My dad was on oxygen and he was gardening, yeah. and mowing the lawn with with like ox an oxygen tank. And I'm like, you know, we can get people to do that, and you can buy produce at the store. My dad was on a ventilator at OSU Hospital, and he's writing me in notes that he's got to get out of here because yeah. he's got to get back for spring ball get back and, to coaching and, yeah. at, at uh, Doctor Crop High School in Miami, Florida. That was his. What am I doing here? I got to get back for spring ball. I mean, it's just a different way of thinking and and there's a lot of people built like that like carrie's dad who's 83 and a former builder and and actually ran carrie's older brother's uh, medical practice uh in youngstown he's i mean he he's got to work that's just he's a worker there's Mm -hmm. there's people you know him i've met him my whole life that they have to do that my dad was my dad was a coach he never stopped coaching and I was afraid. I knew that he would die coaching, mm-hmm. not not while literally on the yeah. field or anything, but he'd be involved in some way. But my fear was that if he stopped coaching, <laughs> that was it. Yeah, well, he, he I mean, would deteriorate look at, uh, I mean, that quickly. Look at Bear Bryant. Bear Bryant stopped coaching like two oh, months yeah. later, gone, because that's what gives guys energy and vim and vigor and keeps your mind engaged. Yeah. And there's a lot to be said for continuing to work and continuing to be active. Um. What else? I mean, all those guys, I know Keyshawn a little bit. Don't you think the show will be, I mean, they signed Kaepernick, and they went, they were super woke for a while at ESPN, then they had the new guy, Jimmy Pitaro, who said, no more politics, and Dan Lebitard got mad about it. By the way, they took an hour of radio away from Lebitard, which means that Lebitard's going to be out of there as soon as he can. Uh, And now they've gone back, signing Kaepernick and Jamel Hill, it seems like they're heading back down the woke road. Um and and I would just assume, I can't imagine, and you know, you and I sometimes will say, I wish we didn't have to talk about this, but we do. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's an elephant in the room. Look, if Jay Williams and Keyshawn Johnson are on the radio, and they're uh, formerly both number one picks and elite professional athletes, and they're both black Americans, and there's rioting in L.A. or there's rioting around the country. I can't imagine that they're going to come out and talk about the you know the Jets and the Patriots that weekend. So I think the tenor of that show is going to change. I don't know. I mean... Um, because both those guys have weighed I, in on political I, issues I, on their way up the ladder. Right. I don't know Jay. I've heard nothing but great things. I met him once. I know Zubon, who's a great guy, and I know Keyshawn a little bit. And for me... I didn't th- like when those guys got named. I didn't automatically think, okay, there's that's 
no, there's no white people there. I, I just, oh, I, I didn't even think of that until no, you just said it. No, but, <laughs> but, um, um, but my thought, my, I guess my thought process, I mean, I, that's what probably some people were thinking. And my thought process was I was happy because in my days at ESPN, I love it when guys get opportunities yeah. and all those guys are good guys. I don't, I mean, I met Zubon in a hotel lobby. He was, he was a reporter at the time. I was doing. We were doing a game, and he was sitting in the lobby. I didn't even recognize him because he was kind of new to ESPN at the time. He came across the lobby. He introduced himself to me, and we were talking sports and his excitement about talking yep. football. And I remember after that meeting, I said that dude had such a great smile and a great personality, and uh, he's just just a great guy so when i heard that he was getting the morning show my first initial instinct well, that's awesome yeah, for, him, for him you know? yeah and and as far as uh, i don't listen to espn radio anymore i just don't i, I mean don't i'm just i just don't listen to it um i think there's a lot of that going around I, I i maybe there is and it's not because whether they're woke or not woke i could care less it's just that i choose to listen to other things right. i think podcasts have replaced a lot of radio. Yeah. And I listen um, to a lot of messages as you as yeah. do you, a lot of political talk, news yeah. talk, stuff like that. So I'm just podcast yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, it's just ESPN radio is not my thing, but it doesn't have to do with what their political views are. Now I did used to listen to a little bit of the Lebertard show in but I can only take it in small doses. Yeah. But it's just it like he his catchphrase was you don't get the you show. You don't get the show. Right. I, I got the show and I enjoyed that part of the show for like if I were driving, I maybe listened to it for a half hour. Then it got a little exhausting. I turned it off. Then you know maybe a week later, I'm in the car. Oh, that's pretty good. That's yeah, you got to be in the mood for it. That's so. a good bit. You know, I like the thing where doesn't so and so look like the guy that yes. you know? Yes. I thought that was creative yeah, and Dan, funny I, and good. I knew, and, I knew Dan when he was a student journalist at the University of Miami, and we, I think our seats they were next to each other on the team plane when we'd fly to road games. You uh, still talk to him, by the way? I uh, do not. Uh, not because you know we have anything going, but I mean, it's like why he had he would have no reason to talk to me. He's a busy guy and he's doing his thing and he's very successful. I don't know if you had a relationship with him. I didn't know. No, you. we're yeah. yeah like we're, if we we're, stopped working together. You're going to shun me too? No, you shun Lebetard. You no, shun him. I figure Lebetard. Right. I don't think Lebetard and I have a lot in common now. <laughs> You'd probably have a lot. In, I don't think he's a big Colin Kaepernick fan because I know that. Uh, well. I think you might have him confused with my friend Armando Salguero from the Miami I don't, Herald. I don't Armando, not... who covers the Dolphins, who went hard at Kaepernick and and dominated him on the topic of the Fidel Castro T-shirt, because yeah. Armando escaped from Cuba. Yeah, and you know, you want to have a when you want to get set straight on something, go to Miami and say something nice about Fidel Castro. Because <laughs> there's a lot of people down there from my time in Miami. I can tell you, most I, most I, of America most of America has no idea what kind of person fidel castro was really was well if people are educated they and, and actually look oh. not educate if you act, actually looked at the topic and yeah. and evaluated cuba and the oppressive government that was been in existence down there for so many years so yeah i want to mention our friends willis spangler starling the attorney firm in hilliard they do a great job with all kinds of legal issues you need a legal firm that you know for whatever crops up in your life, you want a firm with wide-ranging expertise, but with integrity and character underpinning everything that they do. That's Willis Spangler Starling. You might be involved in something that 
uh, you know, visits personal injury upon you. You might have an issue at work. You might have an employment issue. You own your own business. You might have workers' compensation issues. Wouldn't it be comforting to have one attorney firm that you could go to and you know how you're going to be dealt with each time, every time? Willis Spangler Starling is that firm. Workers' comp, social security disability, wills and estate planning, personal injury, employment law, and many, many other specialties. Willis Spangler Starling, they are online at willisattorneys.com. Willis, W-I-L-L-I-S, willisattorneys.com. This will transition us into the faith portion of the podcast, at least my portion of the podcast. Um. the intersection of sports, faith, and uh, social culture. I'm sure you're aware of Deshaun Jackson, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver, and what he posted on Instagram. No, I'm not. Okay, so he posts a quote on Instagram that has been attributed to Adolf Hitler, but is not, in fact, an Adolf Hitler quote. Uh, but here's what the quote said. It's long, so I'm going to take time. I'm going to read it. The white Jews know that the Negroes are the real children of Israel. And to keep the Americas secret, the Jews will blackmail America. They will extort America. Their plan for world domination won't work if the Negroes know who they were. The white citizens of America will be terrified to know all this time that they've been mistreating and discriminating and lynching the (laughs) true children of Israel. So Deshaun Jackson posts that on Instagram, and he gets some backlash, and he gives sort of a half-ass apology. (laughs) And Steven Jackson, uh, the former NBA player who was involved in the Malice at the Palace and won some titles with the Spurs and uh, former Indiana Pacer, uh, Steven Jackson goes to Instagram and says that Deshaun Jackson speaks the truth, Mm -hmm. and the police are killing us. And what I bring this up for is to transition into the faith portion, but before I do, I want to note that the stark contrast in response to Deshaun Jackson's anti-Semitic, horrific comments, the stark contrast between the silence of Malcolm Jenkins, Michael Thomas, LeBron James, and everyone else who crushed Drew Brees for saying that when I look at the flag, I think of my two grandfathers who served in the armed forces. Drew Brees gets roundly criticized and must go on a national apology tour where he's apologized at least twice and his wife's apologized once. It's more controversial on This Morning in America to say that you stand to honor your family members who served our country than it is for Deshaun Jackson to post this ridiculous anti-Semitic comment about Jews and world domination. I'm flabbergasted by the contrast. That's we're all responsible for what we say and yep. and it appears to be a different set of rules and the backlash is going to be You don't need to really different. respond cuz I don't want to put you in a jackpot with no, I'm not putting a jackpot. But here's here's Obviously, why I I think we're all children of God and I tend to live my life that way and that's what I'm going to do. If he feels that way, that's his first amendment right. I can't be a part-time first amendment no, guy. No, it's fine. I'm and and I don't favor I'm not can- saying you and, are either. And I don't favor cancel culture. I don't favor no. like Deshaun Jackson. Okay, so he's got to be cut. No, I don't I'm not saying he's got to be cut. I mean, I don't mind people who have different opinions than I do. I have many friends who are Democrats, many friends who are Democrats. And 
I like living that way. I like having conversations with him. I had one just the other day. He goes, you know, you and I don't agree on much, but he's like, I, I really enjoy our friendship. And that's how it ought to be. And that's it's, how we ought to be able to talk it, to each it other. Is. But my, the transition for me on the faith portion of the podcast is that I know that anti-Semitism can creep in, not to the level that it's obviously glaringly apparent in Deshaun Jackson's Instagram post, but it can creep in to even the mind of evangelical Christians. And I'm going to tell you, that is a horrific evil. We must, the Jewish people should have no more ardent supporters than evangelical Christians. Because if you have given your life to Jesus Christ, a Jewish rabbi, (laughs) then you better know that the Jewish people are God's chosen people. You may not like it, and you may think it's unfair, but Jesus Christ was a Jew, and Jesus Christ, and the Bible is full of references to a remnant that will be preserved among the Jewish people uh, when Christ comes back. And so as an evangelical Christian, if you harbor, you know, you would never go public with racism or anything like that, but it can be toward ethnic groups too. Mm-hmm. And the Jews are at both an ethnic group and a religion. And you must love the Jewish people and support the Jewish people because God calls us to do that. Well, I mean, your Bible verse the other day was there's neither in Jesus' eyes. I thought there was neither Jew nor Gentile, free man, or Jew nor Greek. But they yeah. are. I mean, the well, Bible Greek, says a remnant Greek, of one hundred forty-four thousand. Yeah, Greek meaning Gentile at the time. Yes, Greek meaning non-Jewish. Right. Everybody else. Okay. Very good. Uh, I was talking about operation for operating from a position of victory instead mm-hmm. of a position of defeat. And I think great leaders uh, operate from a position of victory, from a position of confidence, from a position of hope, from a position of optimism, having realistic views and honest views and understanding challenges that uh, face all of us. Uh, they do not operate from fear. That's just not me talking. So my leadership training has grown and my thought process and mindset has changed from the more that I try to grow as a Christian man. And I came across this and why I try to operate from a position of optimism and a position of victory. Blessed is one who trusts in the Lord and whose confidence is in him, for they will be as a tree planted by the waters who spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes. But its leaf will be green, and you will not be concerned in a year of drought. It won't cease from yielding fruit. So, it What's would be, the citation on that again? Jeremiah 17, 7. So it would be questionable for me that... When heat comes, and in all of our lives, all of your lives out there, when heat comes, and it does come, it's coming. It's just inevitable, whether it's uh, a failure in a relationship, whether it's a loss of somebody, whether it's a loss of a job, whether it's dealing with a, uh, an epidemic, which, by the way, it's on its way to losing its status. It closes as an epidemic, according to the CDC. That's not just no, a not fact. Not in Ohio. Not in Ohio. Well, not in okay. seven counties. Okay. But the point being is that just, you know, you can't say, well, you can't raise your fist to the heavens and say, I thought you said that I wouldn't 
No, it's going to be how your response is, and you're going to be protected, and you win in the end. Uh, I mean, Revelation, in the book, in the last book in the Bible, scary. But at the end, we win. So relax, everybody. It's going to be okay. A little bit like the double overtime win over Miami. There were scary parts to it, but in the oh. end, you can watch it now and know how it's going to end. Thankfully for the courageous, correct call by the official. <laughs> Favorite Buckeye uh, refer of all time. I love the visual image you presented there in Jeremiah of the roots of a tree. And I love Jeremiah that Jeremiah presented that. I did Yeah, that. but I mean, that you yeah. shared with us. And I love that image. And it, that image is throughout the Bible where it talks about... Um, Staying connected to the vine. I'm the vine. You're the branches. John, Stay connected. John 15, 5 would be that reference. Think about drinking up. I'm showing it, off to you right very now. Very good. I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm going to take your word for it. We'll no, you word. won't, because as soon as I leave, your investigative reporter instincts, I'm going to see if he was right on John 15, yeah, 5. I probably will. I probably will. Um, boy, this this computer program. is. I'm supposed to not get out of the uh, house today early. That's frustrating. But anyway... I love that visual image of drinking up the nutrients of the soil like the mm-hmm. roots of a plant do and that if you immerse yourself, sink your roots down into God's word and um, drink up the truth. Paul says in Philippians, whatever is good, whatever is true, think mm-hmm. on these things. You know, it's the spiritual version of garbage in, garbage out, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, program your mind. God talks about, or uh, Paul talks about renewing your mind, uh, all those things. So I love that image that you presented from Jeremiah. So thank you for that. Um, with that, we will uh, adjourn and hope that you join us again on Friday for, uh, oh, we got the big Ivy League announcement today, Spiels. The, uh, uh, I got a prediction. Ivy League. <laughs> yeah. What is your prediction? Oh, they're just going to move it to the spring. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, and I, I actually think that uh, football is going to be de- college football will be delayed. I can't imagine we're going to have college football in this panicked time in America. Inspiring just, fear. Inspiring fear. What's your yeah. legacy? I inspired fear. <laughs> inspired fear. All right. The podcast out music is not going to play. I will reboot the computer and we'll get it going. That is all for us. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again on Wednesday. <laughs>